ever get that creepy deja vu feeling? Welcome to the St. Canard Files, the Dark Wind Up podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and did you ever get that creepy deja vu feeling? <laughs> and we are back! Yeah, we're finally back, Mike, man. Who, who we got with us today? Uh, we have another return guest host. We've had him on a few times. Welcome back, Andrew. Hey, yes, this is Andrew Wallace, and... Did you ever get that creepy deja vu feeling? Would you shut up with the deja vu already? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming everybody knows what episode we're doing today with that intro. <laughs> yeah. We've been okay. promising it long enough. All right. Um, Andrew, welcome back, man. We haven't seen you in a while. Hey. You look older. Yeah, well, yeah. Kind of <laughs> aged a little bit. Yeah, I'm still calling you out on the tennis match. No, I'm not. I'm really not calling you out. <laughs> I don't think you can win that one, Will. Nah, I'll call him out on basketball though. I got my I got confidence in a basketball game. Yeah, I'd like to see you get a serve over the net. So <laughs> yeah, I, I can't play tennis and I'm not in shape for tennis. Uh I'll admit I would never disrespect tennis players. It's a very physical, physical game, man. <laughs> and, and don't look at me. I can I can bowl, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so y'all um before we get into today's episode it's been a while uh since we've done these uh hopefully you guys have enjoyed some of these bonus episodes we've been dropping uh andrew asked for this episode a long long time ago so he's been so for this. long ago that we forgot he asked for it <laughs> <laughs> but he reminded us so he was like hey will when's that episode coming up I'm like i don't know let me ask mike <laughs> and then i told him a month ago we were doing it soon and then all those bonus episodes happened and it was like no not yet okay well let's get into the reason why we did those bonus episodes uh basically i've been out of town for the last three weekends in a row um first uh i went to atlanta for a con called ranger stop yes everybody knows i'm not a power ranger guy i know nothing about about power ranger but there was four my hero academia voice actors there and it's something i've just got into recently uh so i went just there for them it's not a big con it's a small con you can knock that con in, out in like two hours and be done you don't need to go for multiple days uh maybe if more people go it'll grow maybe if they expand outside of ranger stop it'll grow okay all right moving on then i <laughs> went to, to atlanta again and this was the huge one. Andrew was supposed to be there. Andrew, you should have came. <laughs> yeah, so in Atlanta, I went to Dragon Con and I got to meet Raw Paulson finally. Yay! About, about time. <laughs> oh, I was the first person in line for Rob. And when he saw the steel beat, he said, Oh my God, this is probably like only the third time in my life I've ever signed this. And he said, Bada boom, bada bing, <laughs> Darkwing Doofus. He had to say it. Um, did he do it in the voice? Yeah, he did it in the voice and everything. Um, what I'll tell you now, I love Raw Paulson, not just because I'm a fan of his, but when he came over, he greeted everybody, shook their hands. He didn't care about COVID, asked them how they're doing, what's their favorite thing, he's voice. And then, you know, he went back and then he started signing. So like his line was moving pretty good, but you still got to conversate with him a little bit. He's he, a really nice guy. Really nice guy. Jim Cummings was there. Um, the voice of Taz, uh, Fred. Fred Tascacori. Yes, he was there as well. Um, Jess, I might butcher the name, but <laughs> Jess Har Harnell. Yeah, Wacko. he was there. Yeah, Dot canceled like uh, a couple days before. Ah, Trust couldn't make it. Yeah, and uh, Andrew, those Smallville guys, man, their lines were packed. I'm sure they were. <laughs> yeah, they were packed. Uh, Andrew was going there for Raw Paulson as well, but your sister was going there for Smallville, correct? Right. 
Okay, uh, I'm going to talk really more quick about Dragon Con. Uh, it's in five hotels, five different venues. It's a lot of walking up and down the uh, streets of Atlanta. Uh, so you're going up and down hills. So, you know, uh, be prepared for it if you ever go. Uh, it is quite expensive, but it's a great time if you're a cosplayer. They have cosplay meetups. They take all these photos and stuff, uh, group meetups. So if you're like, example, if you're DC uh, cosplayer, they'll have everybody together. Then they'll do all the heroes, then they'll do all the villains, and then they'll do like all Supermans, all Batman, so forth, forth, you know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so it's really lots of fun. People are so nice out there. Uh, the vendor room is four floors. Four floors. That's a lot nuts. of nuts. Yeah. That all right, sounds so, crazy. And I've been to New York Comic Con. That sounds crazy. Yeah, Dragon Con is ridiculous. And then uh, the following weekend, I went to Lexington, Kentucky, where Katie Lee was there, Michael Bell was there, Jason Marsden, Jim Cummings. Um, a lot of the Arrow and Smallville people were there. I've never did you seen. Say, did you say Bill Farmer was going to be there too? Bill Farmer was there as well, and Ashley Eckstein, is that her name? The one who uh, voices Ahsoka Tano. I think that's her I don't name. Know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not a big Star Wars, but I, I uh, she was there as well. Um, a lot of wrestlers. Sting's line was ridiculous. <laughs> Andrew, uh, Andrew uh, stood in the Sting line for my friend Joe before. Man, uh, his line ain't no joke. We stayed in line two hours at Mississippi Comic Con just to get those Sting autographs. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was really nice though. You know, it was kind of mm -hmm. worth it. You know, he spent a good minute with us and talked with us, so it was okay. worth it. Okay. Now, last thing before we get into the episode, uh, Mike and Andrew, do y'all kind of feel like Funko Pops have turned into like the safe autograph zone? Yes. <laughs> I mean, because they have a Funko Pop for everything. It's you sign it in the window. It stands out. It's in front of you. It's easy to display. I kind of feel like it's turned into the default autograph, but it, it does work. You it's know, the, it's the easiest thing to autograph because you can get it for like every celebrity that's there. They, they make have, something for everyone. Yeah, they have a license for everything, and I know people have mixed feelings about Funko Pops. There's people who love them, people who hate them. I'm kind of in the middle. Uh, my one example I love to use is like, I love the show Married with Children. And, you know, if you're a fan of that show, the only thing you could collect is the DVD. But with right. the Funko Pops, now you got, actually have some figures, you got something that kind of represents the show outside of DVDs, you know? Yeah, it's if, if there's, if it's a pop culture thing, it's probably a Funko Pop. Yeah, you know, like, you know, the Muppets have plenty of different things. Uh, He-Man got lots of yeah. stuff, especially Ninja Turtles. But it's something kind of like, married with children i think it works you know it really works really well um well also if you want something uniform like mm -hmm. that goes with a lot of stuff you know of course funko pops have the license for everything so mm -hmm. if you have a shelf and you have all these different things you like if you have all the pops and it all goes together with autographs yeah so. uh, like just, i said oh go ahead i'm Mike. just i'm just burnt out on them because they've been around for so long i'm kind of waiting for the next thing to come along mm -hmm. but this isn't what's going to happen anytime soon. Same here. When I go to Target or Walmart, I'm like, I do not want to go by the pop section because I'm sick of seeing them. <laughs> like I said, I'm kind of in the middle. Um, I'm tired of them too, but like I, I've got into my hero academia and it works. You know what I'm saying? You know, like I said, married with children, it works. With Darkwing, I think it works easier because those Playmate figures can get expensive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So with Darkwing, it's, it's another way to play it safe. But if oh. you're... Jim Cummings has probably signed so many Darkwings over the past five years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, what episode are we doing today, man? Clash Reunion. All right. One of the better ones from season two. I like this one a lot. I do, too. I really do. Andrew, you like this one a lot, too? 
Well, of course I do. I'm, I asked to be on this episode. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, man. All right. So, uh, Mike, man, let's go ahead and get into this. I haven't asked you this in a so long. What's Way our, too long. Yeah, man. So what's our production air date order? Okay. So this one aired Saturday, November 21st, 1992. And it was 88th by production Ooh. numbers. So we're, well, third to the end. We're almost done. Ooh. 88. That's crazy. It's way back there. <laughs> yep. All right. And it's our last Megavolt show, guys. No. <laughs> I know. Goodbye, Megavolt. Oh, no more Dan Castellaneta. I know. This is the end for him. Um, and the story editor was Doug Langdale, and it was written by Bill Motts and Robert Roth. This is their last episode. Mm. I don't like it as much as Frequency Fiends, but it's still really good. I don't think you can go wrong with either one. Well, you can't yeah. go wrong with a Megavolt episode, can you? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Is there a Megavolt episode I don't like? Uh, uh, how did you feel about Inherit the Wimp? And there you go. Okay, you that's found my, one. That's my least favorite Megavolt. <laughs> you found one. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, so you, you covered it. Are we ready for the plot now? Um, except for the animation. We have Hanho again. Okay, we got them again. Okay, it's it's anything jump out to you guys as far as that goes? Nah, nothing really standard. stood out. I mean, but it wasn't bad though. Nothing that I could think of. I I think Hanho is riding out the clock at this point. <laughs> they were clocking out, huh? <laughs> I think they're about done with Darkwing. It's just it's really funny. Before we like start the plot, I've been watching a lot of Goof Troop lately. Don't ask me why, please. It's just that's just how I how I roll. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny to watch the animation on Goof Troop, just how dynamic it was, and then go back to these Darkwing episodes that aired at the exact same time, and just see how kind of tame it's getting, you know? It's not as fun as it used to be, but it still does what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. Okay. But anyway, why don't we get started, right? All right, let's go ahead and get into this plot. All right, we got Goss and LP, and they're playing like a Monopoly-type game. Right. Yes, definitely Monopoly. Yeah. My fam- <laughs> my family, when we play Monopoly, it's like killer. Okay. You know, nobody's safe, put it that way. Do you um, have any do you have any theme Monopoly games? Yes. Let's see. We have the Muppets Monopoly. I have that one. Um actually we were missing the animal uh figure that oh. came with it. We never got that piece. Oh. But I think what's our favorite one to play? We like the Disney villains one. We like that. Does your dad and have then- a kiss one? Yes, he does, but he won't open it. He's got like three of them. He's like, even though we've got three, we're not going to play any of them. I picked, up a, I picked up a Godzilla Monopoly last weekend. Oh, yeah. there's a Godzilla one too? Yeah, it came out last year. Oh, and wow. I know we have the Seinfeld Monopoly. And let's see. Scooby-Doo Monopoly. And that's all we have. Are, so, are they all open or except for the Kiss? All are open, but Kiss, yeah. <laughs> How probably- would you guys feel about Disney Afternoon Monopoly? That'd be kind of cool. I'd love it. That would be awesome. I probably wouldn't open mine, though, because I, I, I personally don't like the Monopoly game. So to me, it would just be like a display thing. The tokens are cool, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So they're playing Monopoly, and uh, it looks like Goss, like Goss is destroying him. So she hustles him into doing her chores. <laughs> again. Yeah, again. And then uh, Drake pops in, and uh, the thing that all adults hate when they get the mail is bills, bills, bills. <laughs> Except the letter from Ed McMallard. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew, you, did you get that reference? Or are you no. a little too young for the um, Publishers I, Clearinghouse I, reference? Okay. 
for one. You remember that, right, Will? Oh, of course. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. And uh, what was the other guy's name? The one who did the the, uh, new, the new year's rock and roll thing dick clark dick clark he was on it sometimes too right yeah and you'd you'd want them to show up at your house with like a check for 10 million dollars yeah That's I've, what definitely that heard, I've heard these names before so they haven't done that in a long time yeah it, that it's was, all, yeah it was all a scam basically trying to get you to order magazines and stuff man yeah. all right but yeah so he gets a high school reunion invitation in the mail and Immediately, Drake reminisces about solving the pencil thief crime. Yeah, Go ahead, Mike. Take us away. <laughs> oh, so he gets out his yearbook, and mm-hmm. Goslin's like, "Look out! He's going to reminisce." And he points to himself in the yearbook, and mm-hmm. he points to two other characters we're going to meet in this episode: um, a pig called Hamstring and his girlfriend Prina Lot. We'll meet them in a moment. And so we flash back to 1972, since it's a 20-year high school reunion. This episode takes place in 1992. Obviously, he went to school in the early 70s, which means Drake Mallard is in his late 30s. So he's probably about as old as you are, Will. Hey, what are you trying to say, man? You're older than me. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm not in my late 30s. (laughs) I'm not in my late 30s either. No? No. Oh, so so Drake is older than you are. (laughs) Um, So anyway... Um, so he talks about how, you know, he was in school and he, everybody loved me. Talks about how he was this great, like popular guy, but we can tell he was a nerd. Um, one, one kid named Lenny lost his pencil and Drake is trying to find it. He's being all detective. So you see, I was in his blood even back then. And, um, you know, he's interrogating all the students, including hamstring and Prina lot. And what is his nickname in high school, Andrew? Drake the dweeb. Yes, Drake the dweeb. And he gets his beak tweaked by ham all the time. Go ahead, tweak his beak. (laughs) And so really quick, the two uh, voice actors for Hamstring and Prina Lott. Hamstring is somebody new. He was voiced by Jerry Hauser, born 52, um, voice acted in 1982. Funny, his first voice acting role was in the Gary Coleman show. It was a cartoon where Gary Coleman was a ghost and he helped Mm. out kids. Really strange. Um, he was only in a couple of Disney shows, Tailspin and Goof Troop. Uh, he had a reoccurring role in Goof Troop as like um, a grifter who would, uh, you know, who robbed Pete, rip him off. And he's not credited after anything after 2006. Mm. But he's hamstring. And Prina Lott is Teresa Ganzel. She was Fly Girl from Heavy Mental. So if you want to hear us talk about her career, you can go back to that episode. Um, what happens next, Will? Uh, basically, uh, Drake doesn't really resolve the case. You know, uh, the pencil was under the desk. He got picked on some a little bit, but um, uh, do you want to tell us like what happened after that? Like, who else was in there, or you want to? Well, Drake pulls out a spinning hypno disc. Oh yeah, and that, tries to hypnotize coin. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. hypnocoin. All he does is hypnotize himself, mm-hmm. and he freezes, and everybody takes turns tweaking his beak. I including, ever... including, <laughs> including this rat-like nerd, and all of a sudden, Goslin stops the story, grabs the yearbook, mm-hmm. doodles in it with a marker, no less, and it turns out Drake went to school with Andrew Elmo Sputterspark, <laughs> Megavolt. Yeah. <laughs> so our story switches over to Megavolt's lighthouse. And what do you think of his getup here? Uh, man, did he, wasn't he in a robe or something? 
and light bulb slippers. <laughs> and his helmet's not on. You see a little bit of his hair on top. Man, Megavolt look like a G, man. <laughs> he doesn't know what to dress up as for his yeah. reunion, but the light bulb comes up with his usual disguise. Yeah, but then we get his uh, version of uh, the past. He, we get his reminiscing story. This now. is this is so great because Dan Castellana gets to just narrate the episode for a bit. Mm-hmm. He's just really great. You just can't go wrong with Megavolt. I know. I was showing my mom an interview of Dan Castellaneta on Conan from the 90s, you know, mm-hmm. and just showing her, you know, oh, yeah, this guy voices Homer Simpson. She was just like, him? Because, you know, you, you I guess you just wouldn't think. You know what I mean? Yeah, he doesn't look he doesn't look like Homer at all, you know, Right. Well, this skinny bald guy, yeah, he's got, and it's amazing he can go from that deep Homer Simpson voice to that screaming Megavolt voice, and it's like very, very different. He's also grandpa, right? He's also grandpa Simpson. He's grandpa. He's Barney. He's crusty. Crusty. Yeah. Oh, he's crusty too. He's sideshow Mel. Oh my goodness. I think he's. I think he's itchy, or scratchy. I'm not sure which one. Okay. Maybe he was a genie on all the Aladdin movies after, you know, Robin Williams wouldn't do it. So he had, mm. he had a lot. He did a lot of stuff. Um, so Meg, so Elmo Sputterspark is just as big a nerd as Drake is. Mm-hmm. And he gets beaten up by uh, Hamstring as well. Yeah. Thrown right into a garbage can. Yeah. And what's great about Megavolt, this episode, he can't remember anything. Like his memory is really shot. <laughs> and he makes a comment like that... Um, he says that uh, that 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 January afternoon, or was it June? June. <laughs> and the background and the background changes when he says it from yeah. winter to spring. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, b- uh, basically, then he gets into it with um, what what this already happened where he got into it with him and he got his powers. Yeah, got to the yet, lab. You know, he I was thought. tossed in the garbage can the first time he got into it with Ham. Okay, and, and then it happens again. Okay. Yeah, because now he's in the lab on the treadmill. Mm-hmm trying to use static electricity to power a light bulb. And then Ham comes in. Ham's a jerk. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's, he, he really, he goes too far. Yeah. It's unusually cruel. Yeah. He tapes Elmo's hands to the handlebar of the treadmill and turns it all the way up. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you guys, as far as origin goes, who do you feel more sorry for, Bushroot or Megavolt? I guess I gotta go Bushroot. Or you who you who you choosing, Mike? The only reason I'm gonna choose Megavolt is that this fried his brain. Oh Bushroot okay. is at least as smart and as competent as he used to be. Mm-hmm. He's just a plant. Megavolt's just screwed up for life. Mm. Like this, this just screws him up completely. I think you've swayed my argument, Mike. I'm gonna side with you. and uh he gets thrown against the wall and he's fine for now until he touches the doorknob yeah and the shock gives him an afro and messes up his eyes hey i ain't gonna lie i like megavolt with a fro man (laughs) you may like it but megavolt doesn't like it no he 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 hasn't come up with a name yet we're calling him megavolt but you know it's megavolt uh he realizes he can shoot electricity from his fingers Mm -hmm. there's an animation mistake He's drunk with his goggles when he shouldn't be. In oh, one really? shot. Oh, and, I didn't I didn't catch that. But your eyes are drawn right to it. No pun intended. You can't miss it. Um, so they drum with the goggles, and he realizes he can get even with people with his power. Mm. 
So we continue on with the narration. This time, I think it's Drake is taking over the narration, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we cut to the, the prom where what happens, Will? Uh, doesn't, didn't Goslin call him out? Call out Drake first? Yeah, caught him by, shouldn't you have caught him by now, Dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she calls him out for not defeating uh, Megavolt since high school. Yeah, and Drake's like, yeah. <laughs> you did that pretty good. <laughs> um, so then the narration continues, and they're at the gym, mm-hmm. and um, Elmo comes in. He calls himself Megawatt, but he has to change it because that's the name of, of the, the band. band. <laughs> and I will say, my dad would be very happy that they look very Kiss-esque. They look very yeah. like Kiss. <laughs> All it was the 70s. Yeah. And everyone's got the 70s threads on, you know, the tacky suits, mm-hmm. the bell bottoms, <laughs> all that fun stuff. There's a disco ball. Um, so Drake tries to fight by swinging on um, a curtain, mm-hmm. but he crashes and that drops the punch all over him. Makes a fool of himself. Yeah. And then uh, Megavolt says he's going to destroy the school and everybody in it. Mm-hmm. Well, Ham tries to stop Megavolt, but Megavolt end up, ends up making Ham dance with his electricity. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. deserves it. He yeah. definitely deserves it. I can't blame Megavolt if he just went after Ham to be one thing, but he's trying to get everybody else. Mm-hmm. So Drake is backstage trying to figure out what to do, you know, behind the curtains, behind the uh, the stage. Yeah. And what does he do? He starts looking for a hero outfit and uh, starts trying to think of a hero name. Well, he finds a hat. He finds a mask. Um, he puts on a cape. He and now he, has to come, now he has to come up with a name. Yeah. The, the first really one fast, is great. Scary thing. The really <laughs> fast, scary thing. Um, he says a uh, Captain Quackerzoid or stuff like that. He just yeah. cannot come up with a name. And he also sees uh, smoke bombs. Yeah, he picked those um, up. Nick- McBeak. So, yeah, and at this point, Darkwing Duck makes his very first entrance. Yeah, go for it, Mike. What is it? It is, um, I am the grade curve that gives you an F. The grade curve that gives and you an F. <laughs> Megavolt goes, I foresee doom. And he beats him. I never understood that entrance line, the grade curve that gives you an F, because most of the time the curves boosts everybody's grades up, don't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to. <laughs> That's how, that is how it's supposed to work. <laughs> and Megavolt has a great line you may be tough but I'm not <laughs> or something yeah. and Darkwing beats him he drops a disco ball on him mm-hmm. and well, also um, you, you missed Megavolt's great line of your chemistry oh, oh your yeah. chemistry that's no, not right <laughs> your, your history <laughs> that was great too that was great <laughs> megavolt has all the great lines in this one he, he really does man he really does so we cut back to the present and drake is certain megavolt's going to show up on the reunion to attack the school again mm-hmm. so yeah. darkwing and launchpad arrive i guess launchpad's drake's date um <laughs> at least he's at least he's his plus one yeah, Gosselin refused to stay home. No, she doesn't want to miss the action. So mm-hmm. she comes running in, and, you know, he can't take her home because he has to be able to look out for Megavolt. But he he sees Ham again. Ham's a little older, but still a jerk. Well, he literally bumps into Ham. Yeah, and guys like Ham are, like, part of the reason why I never did go to my high school reunions because I never wanted to meet people who were more successful than I was and would just rub it in. <laughs> did you go to your reunions, Will? I did, man. You did? Yeah. I just never felt it was worth it. 
I don't want to be on for the night and have to like have people try to impress me and have to impress them right back. So I feel like I would be exactly like Drake in this scenario. Um, turns out though, that Ham is actually, his boss is Prina. They got married and she's in charge of a, a what is it? A, a pharmaceutical company. Mm-hmm. And she's his boss. Yeah. He's the VP. And <laughs> she still tells him to tweak Drake's beak. Yep. So Drake's as big a loser now as he was 20 years ago. Yeah, and then Goslin, she she caught on that Drake wasn't really respected. <laughs> yeah, she called she him figures, out on that. <laughs> yeah, but you know he's here to catch Megavolt, so he takes this he takes this pose and holds it for six hours. <laughs> now, Mike, I gotta say something right when he holds after he holds that pose. LP calls him uh, DW, and he tells him to try the food. I forgot what it was called, horse something. Or Derbs, but he calls them the horse do-overs. <laughs> but when, when Drake says he might be mistaken, Gosling walks past and she's like, it's not the first time you've been wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Drake's like, oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> but he LP calls him DW right in front of Megavolt, man. Launchpad calls him DW in front of everybody. You'd think yeah. someone would have caught on by now. <laughs> Especially Megavolt, because... Megavolt asks where the horse do-overs are and Launchpad points him in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And Megavolt says, thanks, Launchpad. And Launchpad goes, no problemo, Megavolt. <laughs> I think this was the only time in Darkwing Duck history where a villain recognized Launchpad by name. I know, right? That's never happened. <laughs> yep. You know, they're just so nonchalant about it, you know. Any more um, horse do-overs? <laughs> yeah, this that's the one thing about ABC season two. My wife, my wife really loves. She loves this relationship Launchpad and Megavolt have, mm-hmm. where they kind of are nice to each other, even though they're enemies. <laughs> and she loves it. She thinks that's great. They're like um, it's just business. Yeah. It's just business. Yeah, with with Launchpad, it's just business. Launchpad's just there. He's he's there at a circumstance because he has to be there. Yeah. So Megavolt, you know, he show he you know he makes himself known. He's going to destroy a school again. And he goes, you know the drill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He meant he meant business because uh classic megavolts now on the stage, you know. And when everybody freaks out, he says, Did you ever get that a creepy deja vu feeling? <laughs> and that starts the running gag that we yeah. alluded to a little while ago. Yeah. And then uh then um wait, wait, we get another Darkwing entrance. Darkwing right? shows up immediately and says, I am the fast food that comes back to haunt you. I've been there. <laughs> I think I think we all we've, have. we've yep. all been there at least once yep um so a fight breaks out and as they're like sizing each other up megavolt says it again you ever get that creepy deja vu feeling and darkwing says every time i put you away megzy <laughs> it's it's great and um everybody escapes except prina and ham they stick around the watch mm-hmm. well ham wanted to well yeah her. ham wanted to take off yeah, but she's like, it's our it's our chance to see him in action again. She's mm-hmm. the boss. She she wears the pants in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, so Megavolt zaps the floor under Gazan and launch pad, drops them out of the scene. And then he, he looks in the hole and he's like, they still keep all the band instruments down here. <laughs> and so they fight again. Darkwing beats Megavolt temporarily. And that's when Megavolt says, you ever get that creepy deja vu feeling? And Darkwing <laughs> says, would you shut up with the deja vu already? <laughs> yeah, but and then, then what happens next? Megavolt pulls off Darkwing's mask. And it's very sudden. You know, If you haven't seen the episode before, it comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You're not expecting it. Yeah. 
it's playing like a normal episode and then all of a sudden wait yeah it's changed and instantly Darkwing's mojo is gone mike it's gone well, mine would go too if everybody turned around and started laughing at me. <laughs> Prina, Ham, Megavolt, they die laughing. And all of yeah. a sudden there's shadows everywhere. And they yeah. really they really accentuate it really well with like close-ups of their faces as they're laughing and pointing and man, Darkwing must feel like crap. Yeah, doesn't he try the old climbing up the curtain thing? He tries it one more time, but now Megavolt just steps out of the way. <laughs> oh, like very man. nonchalantly he just, just moves stepped on. and megavolt's like i like to cream you but i don't have the heart <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he only goes after ham yeah ham and prima too mm-hmm. and he takes them away and then launchpad and goslin crawl out of the hole launchpad has a tuba on his head and um goslin doesn't care that he doesn't wear a mask he's just like come on let's go fight the bad guy let's go mm-hmm. goslin knows it's not the mask that makes him a hero but darkwing is wallowing in self-pity because that's what he always does yeah his mojo and confidence is just shot man he's it's done. broken <laughs> it is totally broken yeah and they find megavolt tied out by obviously they find the building in town that has electricity flying out of it yeah then they call it like the warehouse <laughs> that's what it was called it was it was one of dr slug's hideouts okay <laughs> so D- dr slug gets one last name drop i also think this is the last time we see the thunder quack mm-hmm. really? oh, they, they're flying through this yeah because the next two episodes i don't believe it's in there okay and then uh lp tells darkwing to sit this one out man yeah they'll go handle it themselves because he's totally useless yeah. but i'm a so- slug a washout <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's a spud mother in Jack and Abe, just like he says that in uh, Justice Ducks. So, so Launchpad and Gosling get in there, mm-hmm. and what Megavolt's going to do, he's got Prina and Ham in a giant light bulb, and he's planning on electrocuting them to death. And they almost free everybody, because Megavolt forgets who he is. Yep. But then LP reminds him, yeah. <laughs> well, like, who am off. I? Someone tell me who I am! It's like a dentist, no. no. Lumberjack, no. <laughs> King of the Jungle, no. He's like, good Lord in heaven, someone tell me who I am. This reminds me a lot of a Bugs Bunny short called uh, Hairless Wolf. Yes, the wolf always forgot what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, he's like, man. what was I doing? What was I chasing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely a lot like that. And then the launchpad's like, you're a super villain. And the launchpad goes, and Megavolt says, Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Goslin covered his mouth too late, though. He got it out already. Yeah, and Megavolt ties them all to the inside of the light bulb. Mm-hmm. Nice going, Launchpad. Yep. yep. So Megavolt raises them up on a platform all the way to the roof and plans to fry them. Yeah. Then Darkwing's trying to get his confidence back. Not really. He's throwing out all of his tech. He's going to sell it to um, Captain Protozoa and Sponge Boy. <laughs> those, are, those are two characters we never actually meet. <laughs> Sponge, we might a little bit of SpongeBob, Sponge Boy. Mm-hmm. And um, but then he notices what's going on. He know he realizes he has to do something. Yeah. And then um, Megavolt has one of his another great Megavolt line: how he's gonna get even with those kids and their nosy dog. Whoops, At last. Wrong car- Whoa, wrong cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Last we've read of those meddling kids and that and their nosy little dog. Wait, what's wrong, Carson? Yeah, what what is he referencing, guys? 
Of course, Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these writers probably worked on Scooby Doo at least once. They all did. Yeah. I um, mean, Scooby Doo is the uh, cartoon equivalent of the Andy Griffith show. It just kept yeah. going. Yeah. How many times has Scooby Doo come up in this podcast? Well, like every time we talk about a voice actor or a writer, mm-hmm. they always worked on Scooby Doo and the Smurfs. It always um, ties back to Hanna Barbera. Yep. It's always Hanna Barbera. Yeah. So, how does our final fight go, Andrew? Let's see. Um, I know DW calls him Sparky. One last and time. Then, oh my goodness, it's so sad. Yeah, he he, he shot like rubber cement at him uh, after he got knocked yeah. down. Yeah, Megabolt yeah. Oh, kicks. I didn't just drop him into the pit of rubber cement, did I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the way he's looking down, I didn't just kick Darkwing into that vat of cement, did I? <laughs> <laughs> and then Darkwing squirts him with the cement, sticks him in place. They free Prina and Ham, and of course, Launchpad and Goslin. And um, Ham, Ham's like, sorry, I acted like such a jerk. And Darkwing Go ahead, goes, Ham, apologize. Yeah, he did. He he apologized to Darkwing. But he says, Ah, Ham, you aren't acting. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they say his secret's safe with them, but that's not going to happen because he pulls out the Hypnocoin again mm-hmm. and I'm hypnotizes back. them. You know, and it works take- for once. And he also uh, says, Drake Mallard is a real cool guy and you shouldn't pick on him. And what's and, funny is though, Megavolt though, man. Megavolt <laughs> is just hilarious on this ending right here, man. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know Darkwing's secret identity. It's Elmo's Butterspark. Spark. <laughs> no, no, that can't be right. <laughs> it was hamstring. No, it was the big guy. <laughs> yeah, so Darkwing don't even have to hypnotize him. He can't remember. <laughs> well, let's hope he never does remember. <laughs> oh man so that's great uh, ending. yeah great ending so that's a class reunion um uh instead of going to andrew mike uh, what's your feedback on this one what's your review man i think it's top tier abc season two it, it definitely is i think it's right up there with steerminator as one of the best of the season i don't think it's as good as steerminator because you really can't top taurus bulba mm-hmm. but it's one of the most watchable of the season it's one of the funniest and it's important because you, you get a legit Darkwing origin this time. And, mm-hmm. and you finally get Megavolt origin too. Yep. And Dan is funny. He's hilarious in this one too. So it's one of the best. And I recommend it really, really highly. I'm going to give it a four. Hey, okay. Andrew? I mean, I wish it had slightly better animation. That would really bring it over the top. Yeah. But I'm not going to fault it because it's just, it's where we are with the series right now. So I'm not going to really be hard on it. So okay. it's four. Four gas gun canisters. All right, Andrew? The animation is very standard, but mm-hmm. I feel like everything else in this episode excels so much that, you know, it kind of brings mm-hmm. it up. Okay. Um, the episode, I think, flows well. Um, you never feel lost or like, you know, why is this here? Mm-hmm. And or like for a flashback episode, they... I'll say I'm glad they got all the flashbacks done at once. Mm-hmm. you know and didn't keep cutting back because that would have gotten too repetitive and i feel having you know the act at the prom and then the reunion right after gives you a lot of flashbacks and foreshadowing for things to come within the plot um but i i think it's awesome that drake and megavolt have been fighting since high school you know mm-hmm. that they, they've had the best chemistry within the show between darkwing and his villains i think and so it's just great to think that They've been doing this for so long, but 
I'd give it a 4.5. Nice. Okay. So it's definitely one of my favorite episodes. Um, Definitely one of my favorites with Megavolt. That's probably mm-hmm. on my top five of all time. Nice. Hey, so. nice. Okay. Well, you know, Andrew, it's a really focused episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a story they really wanted to tell. I felt like with episodes like Mutancy on the Bouncy and Paint Misbehaving, those episodes mm-hmm. kill a lot of time because I don't feel like they wanted to do those episodes. This one felt like a story they really wanted to tell us. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's very focused. It's got really great jokes, and it's just enjoyable from start to finish. Yeah, definitely. Okay, um, I agree with Andrew. It's you know with the animation, you know, it's subpar. It's it's decent enough. It holds its own weight. It's nothing spectacular, but the episode flows so well. There's never a dull moment. There's never a scene you want to skip. Uh, Megavolt to me personally steals the show. This is his episode. Uh, I know we get some Darkwing origin, some Darkwing Joes. They pick on Darkwing and stuff. But I think Megavolt's storyline is just so more, just much more hilarious. And then his punchlines, they're just so iconic. Um, I know Negaduck is probably people's most favorite villain when it comes to Darkwing. But I just always felt Megavolt was always the more iconic villain. So to get his origin episode, especially toward the ending it just was so perfect and then like i believe that's how the boom series starts with referencing him as elmo right yeah because he's not megavolt in his, in his new job yeah at the uh uh quack quack works. Quackworks. Quack yeah works. that's right yeah so um for season two or just overall it's a great episode it's funny. I'm laughing like 90% of the time I'm watching it. So, Mike, I'm with Andrew. I'm going four and a half, man. Nice. I'm awesome. Going four and a half. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not too many season two episodes I would say are must watches, but this one and Steerminator mm-hmm. are like top of the pack. Definitely, man. Um, Andrew, uh, we've already uh, we've already rated Megavolt, but you know, mm-hmm. you one of our favorite guesses and stuff. Uh, go ahead and uh, give him a give him a rating, man. Give give make a vote a rating. Let's see, it goes up to five, right? Yeah, I'll give it a six. Hey, oh. hey, you're breaking my <laughs> Quacker Jack rule. No, <laughs> hey, you would do infinity with Quacker Jack. <laughs> this is this is below infinity, but yeah. you know it's above five. Okay, okay, fair enough, and fair enough. It is. Why? Well, Megavolt is just the most. I'd say iconic Darkwing Duck villain because when you think about Darkwing, everyone thinks about Negaduck, of course, but mm-hmm. you know, that's just his polar opposite. Megavolt is someone you can continually go back to, you know, and he never gets old. You know, you always love to see Megavolt. For me, he was always my favorite villain to see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's just, you can't go wrong with Megavolt. You can't. The, problem, the problem with Negaduck is he's just, since he is the exact same design, mm-hmm. you don't go right to him as far as iconic villains go because it's just a doppelganger thing. Mm-hmm. With Megavolt, right. he's he's special on his own. Yes. In terms of design, he's special. And he's in so many episodes. He's one of the funniest characters on the show that he's the, he's number one in terms mm-hmm. of... I mean, the reason only reason why Negaduck's gotten so many toys recently is you can repaint Darkwing Duck. Yeah, but there's a reason why Megavolt is the only other villain in the Funko line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mega Duck is easy, you know, like he's the same mold as Darkwing, just paint him a different color, you know. Yeah, or give Definitely. him a new head like the Q figure does. 
You but save a lot on tooling. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I, you. He's not my favorite, but he. Mm-hmm. I can't ignore what he is. You know, you can't. Well, uh, like with that description, like how Negaduck is just the opposite. When you think of the Flash, a lot of people will say Reverse Flash, but I think well, most people think of Captain Cold. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, Negaduck's so. colors were based on Reverse Flash. Right. But uh, Megavolt makes the show better by just by existing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like his existence. I mean, I know you love Quackerjack, but I think you could remove him from the show. It wouldn't hurt the show. He makes it better. But there's something about Megavolt. If you pull Megavolt out of the show, it actually hurts the rogues gallery. Like that's, a, that's too big of a gap if you mm-hmm. take Megavolt out of that lineup of villains. He's too and important. He, wasn't he the most recurring villain in the whole 19 show? episodes he was in. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as I love Quacker Jack, their, their team-ups were just really good, man. They, they were a great team. The chemistry with Michael Bell and uh, Castellaneta, you know, with the voices and stuff, man. I think it's great that we got a whole bunch of Megavolt this season. Mm-hmm. I think it was a big shame that they forgot about Quacker Jack and Bushroot. But at least we got enough Megavolt. And not just Megavolt, we got funny Megavolt episodes. <laughs> like Frequency Fiends in this one, I think are his funniest episodes, bar none. Mm-hmm. I mean, as sad as it is to see him go, he still we still talked about him a lot this season. Yeah. I mean, you can tell the writers really favored Megavolt as a character. So. I mean, these guys, Roth and Mots, I mean, they were brand new writers this season, but they got Megavolt. Mm-hmm. They they really got him. But um, goodbye, Megavolt. No, (laughs) I like Megavolt. Only got two more left. Well, yeah. So all right. So, Mike, what episode we got next, man? Okay, we got some big goodbyes next time. We're saying goodbye to Morgana. No, the the Muddlefoots. No, and Negaduck. No, (laughs) in Malice's restaurant. Okay. Also, Eek, Squeak, and Archie are coming back for this one episode. A uh, lot going on, a lot of goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Decent episode. Uh, not one of my favorites, but you know, can't say you can't go wrong with Negaduck. Um, so next week we've got uh, Malice's Restaurant. All right. So Mike, for the people listening for the first time, where can they find us at, man? You can find us everywhere: Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. I think that's all of them. I know there's more. Uh, any shout outs, Will? Yeah, I got a few of them, man. I've seen a couple people um, commenting on YouTube. So let me give a shout out to, all right, if I screw up your names, I'm, I'm apologizing now. Uh, and remember, I don't know your real names. I'm just going by your uh, YouTube ID name. So I'm guessing your Google name or something. Uh, here we go. Uh, Mark Surachi. Oh, God, I probably butchered that one. Uh, Rose of Sharon. Cartoon Cat. Joltage Gyronic, uh, Shane McAdams, and uh, Silver Yolt. So those are my shout-outs, Mike. All right. And Andrew, this probably is going to be the last time we'll get you on here. Nah, I'll get him back for some bonus when we're done. I'll get him back. Andrew's my boy, man. Well, the last Darkwing episode, at least. Yeah, last Darkwing one. Yeah, I'll get him for like a comic or something. I got to get Andrew back. That's my boy, well, man. Well, this show's this show's not ending just because the episodes are done. Yeah. So, me, we'll, yeah, me and Mike, we thought of some stuff. We'll, we'll keep the podcast alive for a little while, you know. Yeah. So not we're forever. Done with the show, keep but... going. Oh no, not forever. <laughs> Unless Andrew or somebody younger wants to take over. <laughs> 
but definitely though um yeah we'll have andrew back and um uh, i guess that's it for now though mike uh we'll wrap this one up and uh, andrew thanks for being here man thank y'all for having me one of the last three episodes all yeah. right yeah, you're probably our last guest for an episode. He's our last guest for an episode, right? Yeah, we don't have anybody else on the next two. Okay, so we just be <laughs> Ooh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> you call him out. All right, I, so... <laughs> I, I think by sheer volume, though, I think Bill wins. Yeah. <laughs> Stands but hot the people's favorite here. The people's favorite. You know what? Since you did that, uh, Andrew, I hate to say it, but uh, Bill called me out a while back, and he said he has not done an episode with me yet. You've got to do something with him. I got to do something with my boy, Bill, man. And so I, he'll be back. He'll definitely be back. All right. So that wraps up this episode, everybody. And once again, thanks, Andrew. Uh, Mike, it's good to see you again. Of course. Uh, yeah, man. Everybody stay dangerous. Have a good night. Night, y'all.